This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're going to talk some NBA. Let's do that now. Rick Buecher's on the line, our Radio.com Sports Insider, joining us. And again, brought to you by our friends at Pennzoil. Rick, how you doing? I'm well, Bill. How are you? We're well. Uh, we're anticipating the start of this season. Let me let me let me ask you first and foremost um, the confidence level now that we have not had a positive test coming out of the NBA bubble since going back to the 13th of the month. It appears that everything, all the protocols are working, everything's in place and working, and uh, the confidence level that this season is going to continue without a hiccup in your in your eyes. Yeah, look, I'm not surprised that things have gone this well uh, to this point. Uh, we've seen from Major League Soccer and uh, a number of other sports that started already that they were having the same success. And, and I always felt like with the NBA's resources that the bubble was going to be the safest place for the players. The players that I've talked to, actually, their concern is we're safe and our families are not. And that's kind of weighing on them a little bit that they're in a, in a safer place and they don't have the requisite ability to uh, to, to take care of their families the way they normally would. My, uh, my question is, uh, when will human nature kick in? It's all well and good that these guys are out of their houses and they're back to playing and they're with their teammates and they can fish and they can play cards. But at some point, the desire for uh, more social diversion is, uh, is going to kick in. I know what I was like when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And the question is going to be, are they going to maintain that protocol? I don't see guys going outside of the bubble, but potentially see some people coming into the bubble that aren't supposed to be there. And what are the ramifications of that? Uh, that's what I am, I am waiting to see, whether they can hold the line on that. I, th- that's a great question. I don't know. Now, you're, you're, are you there or are you not there? I am, I am not. I'm talking to people okay. in the uh to various guys in the bubble but uh no i am not uh i'm not in orlando it is not like there is a a cone of security that's been draped around this bubble i mean i don't know how it works but my assumption is there can be people that can be put on a list to be brought in by certain players and that's always one of the things to think about when young guys with a lot of money you know, they want to have some fun while they've got downtime, sure. and sure. that's that's one of the biggest questions. I don't know what security is like down there, not to keep the guys from leaving, but to keep people from getting in. Yeah, and look, it's, it is, it's tricky because from the players that I've spoken to, the security is minimum, and that is in part because you want to have as few people as possible interacting with the players around the players that are not being fully quarantined. Uh, and I don't have the answer to this, but anybody who's visiting, are they going to go through the same quarantine protocol that everybody else went through, which is you've got to you've got to be isolated for four or five days before you're allowed to see anybody? Uh, are, are they going to do that with every visitor? 
I don't know, but if they don't, then they are certainly creating a vulnerability that doesn't currently exist. I wanted to talk a little bit specifically about the Bucks. Uh, they've got two players. Mm-hmm. Pat Connaughton just made it known that uh, he indeed uh, had tested positive for the coronavirus. So did Eric Bledsoe. Both are asymptomatic, um, and they hope to be rejoining their team shortly. I know they have that scrimmage coming up on Thursday. But that being said, how far behind do you think some of these guys are coming out of a pandemic with a lot of downtime and then on top of it not being able to practice with their teams? Yeah, I think the beauty of it is everybody's behind, and they are massively behind. Uh, I think one of the things that people don't quite appreciate when it comes to elite athletes, uh, NBA athletes, is um, they're not just lifting weights. They're not just doing cardio. Uh, they're not just playing hoops. They There's a reason that you have uh, these elite performance centers, because they are working out and they're working out with and against other elite athletes, which, which pushes them to a level that, uh, that they simply uh, can't get to uh, without, without that form of competition. And uh, you throw in the equipment and uh, the nutrition and everything else, like the ability just to focus on getting your body in prime shape simply hasn't been there for months. And, for the first time in in most instances, I would think, since they became professionals, and maybe even since they, you know, went went to college, so uh, they've never been through this. Their bodies have never had this kind of time off and the inability to train to the level uh, that they're used to for this many months. And so, uh, I, I believe that injury is going to be a a huge factor uh maintaining or controlling pace of play i think teams that have depth like the bucks are going to be are are going to have a huge advantage the teams that rely on one or two players uh to to run their engine and to play 40 minutes i think that's a recipe for disaster under these circumstances because those players too are in no way prepared to be playing 40 minutes on top of we're going from essentially training camp and a couple of warm-up games to playoff basketball and the intensity of playoff basketball is higher than regular season and there's a reason why there's 82 games between training camp and the playoffs Um, it takes a while to condition bodies to get to that level to play at that pace to play at that intensity so I'll be very interested to see how teams manage minutes and their personnel in order. Because I think, the, you know, the biggest factor is going to be who ha- who has the depth to be able to stay the healthiest. That's going to be a big, big – it always is, but I think more so this year than ever before is going to be a big determining factor on who ultimately ends up on top. Talking with Rick Buecher, our Radio.com NBA insider. Um, it has resurfaced again, and there's discussions of MVPs, and I, maybe it's just we're just running out of things to talk about, but I'm yeah. sitting there scrolling through television yesterday, and I'm thinking, why is this a debate again? I mean, what has been done since the pandemic hit and the league shut down that suddenly propels LeBron ahead of Giannis? Giannis, third in, in scoring, third in, in rebounds. He's most likely one of the top candidates, top three anyway, to win Defensive Player of the 
the year. He has propelled yeah. his team to the best record in the NBA. What has made LeBron such a darling all of a sudden? Well, I uh, I think largely it's because, uh, and I I think it's I don't know what changed. I'm I'm with you. I don't know why we we would, we would be debating this at this point uh, because nothing's changed since uh, since March, uh, when, when we shut things down. Now, uh, the reason that I think LeBron is a legitimate, uh, MVP is because, uh, I look at what the Lakers have and what they are. And for me, the definition of, uh, of MVP is how indispensable is that player to the success of his team? And this is why we have arguments about MVP because, there is no definition for it. It's not best player. It's not most outstanding player. It's not the player with the best stats. It's not, it is whatever a voter determines is his uh, definition of MVP. And most indispensable is what I consider. And when I look at what I thought the Lakers were going to be at the beginning of the year, a brand new coach, uh, a bunch of brand new pieces, uh, a, a team that when I look at, you know, individually uh, after Anthony Davis, uh, I, I see a lot of guys that are, are glorified role players in a big way. Uh, I, I, I give LeBron credit for the chemistry of that team, for them coming together and for them having the second best record in the, in the Western conference. I think that is a massive achievement. And when I look at that team, I can't help but give the most credit to him. By the way, I also this is just my thing. I also think that we should uh, we should never give MVP and Coach of the Year to the same to the same team. It's one or the other. If you got the MVP, I don't know that you should be Coach of the Year. And if yeah. you're Coach of the Year and you don't have the MVP, or you're you know you're a great coach and you're doing it without the MVP, you're doing better than the team that has the MVP. Then I'm all for you being Coach of the Year. Here's the one caveat to that. After and maybe I'm being completely skewed, but after watching the Last Dance and all of the stirring of the pot that Phil Jackson had to do to get to get that team on the same page and behind Michael and such, you just wonder: yeah. without Phil, would Michael have had that same level of success? And without Phil, would Scotty or would Dennis Rodman had been as, as controllable? I mean, with, with sometimes it takes the, the great leader to be the puppet master to allow an MVP to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I give you that. But I would say that who the real leader of that team was was exposed when Michael Jordan was not there and Phil Jackson drew up a play and Scotty Pippen didn't like the fact that it was not for him and sat on the bench. If Michael Jordan was there, there's no way in hell Scottie Pippen would ever think yeah. of doing that. Right. So for me, that exposes who was the real driving force of those teams. Great stuff as always, Rick. We certainly appreciate it. Stay safe, and we'll talk again soon, okay? You got it, Bill. Thanks, pal. Talk to you later. There you go. That is Rick Buecher, our Radio.com sports, uh, NBA sports insider. And uh, he joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. And uh, Rick Buecher's Inside Calls brought to you by Pennzoil Motor Oils made from natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. So good to get him on and get a little perspective. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.